thanks again for tuning in to our Enlightened Conversations, where this season we are deep diving into some tough topics with our guests. I will also be sharing some enlightened conversations with my favourite intergalactic being, Ralph, from my book, Conversations with Ralph, as well as some new, never-been-heard-of conversations with them. You hear it all here, real, raw and rare, and all shared in an enlightened way. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our final episode for the season and also our final episode of Reflections on Conversations with Ralph. Um, my favourite intellectual being is back with some more answers to the universe's hefty questions. We are actually through the Conversations with Ralph, um, Chapter 9, Answers Found, and I'd like to cover that and I'd also like to cover the last chapter which has a little bit more information as well around universal soul contracts and things like that. So that could be really interesting for us to explore today. So let's dive in and we're up to um, Tony asks a question to Ralph. Uh, do they know if when we die our soul awakens in other universes? Uh, do they know if we die, our soul just goes to the spirit place from here? In their universe, is there any such thing as a physical body? Do they know anything about the spirit world or is the spirit world merely just another universe? So if you've been following us, you would have known the answers to some of those questions. But I just wanted to reiterate that these are answers that had been found and um, we were just asking them all to Ralph anyway. So we'll just see what Ralph says because sometimes it can go into an area that it adds on more information so ralph responds and says souls from your universe are not reincarnated into our universe the only exception is when one has breached their own universe via being a walk-in into another universe we've covered this question the only other exception is if such as my situation I have contracted to assist those at this final stage and created karmic ties with other individuals, such as me. <laughs> However, I do not have to be available at the final stage of another's incarnation in a bodiless form in your universe if I am resolved and they are not. As you know, there are no physical bodies in our universe at this stage. The physical would not survive at this vibrational frequency of consciousness. We know of the spirit world, as I have described it to you. We do have contact with those who are not ready to incarnate into their final incarnation. So this process may seem confusing to you. However, there are those that are in spirit form that can be a bit confused about where to go to, do, to next do their final stage of planning, the respite before the final incarnation where they would meet the high council. However, you have done much work in this area when you have assisted others to pass over to the light, especially light workers who remained behind to help others such as 9-11 at Ground Zero. And I said, yes, I spent many months back in 2009 visiting different sites astrally that I was called to visit to help light workers move on. Ralph said, yes. So you're well versed in this. We are also well versed in this at this final stage. Well some of us are interested who have a calling to do so. And you know there are people here 
who may be in deep depression. This blocks their gifts to do this level of mediumship. And also it is introspective. So they have no interest in being of service at this level. Okay. I said, great. This gives me clarity. Now back to the next questions on our list. I just want to speak to that. So basically he's saying that they can help in a mediumship capacity just because they're in bodiless form. They can help, especially when it comes to helping people to pass up from the astral plane where they've deceased and they're um, in that middle realm to go to the next planning stage so that they can actually then plan how they're next going to resolve. I found that there are a lot of light workers that are, uh, have cro- haven't crossed over fully. They've just they've deceased, but they're hanging around and they want to make sure everybody else is doing okay. And that's the nature of their heart space. That's the nature of, you know, the unity consciousness and they want to be here. But um, the best, the best uh, way to assist humanity to resolve is to make sure that we continue to work on our soul growth and that, and that we continue to make sure that we're actually not delaying any stages for humanity by hanging around and and helping people that you know need to be helped in different ways so we'll move on to the next question i said um is it necessary to visit their universe to understand their process or is it just information that some of us can bring back and then once that information is received it's not necessary to go there or then once they have that information they have to go there to experience it for themselves Ralph said, no, it's not necessary to visit our universe to understand their process as you know now. This knowledge is destined to be learned and passed on to humanity just as you're doing now. Many who hear it will just know it it's, is true. Others will fight it as they feel fear of the truth, that everyone will know everything about them. This is a shame-based response. They don't want to be seen. They don't want their imperfection, their perceived imperfections to be seen. That is scary. That is the sole reason they fight it. Anyone who feels called to visit can do so, but it's not necessary. And we urge you not to come here if you are scared of the concept. Only come with the intention of peace. Otherwise, you create karmic ties here with us and potentially delay the final incarnation resolving of some people. It's very powerful, isn't it? So basically, you know, um, we can visit, but if we're going to go visit their universe, we come we come in peace basically so that we've got that energy of yeah I, I i would like to see if there's any information for me here but i'm i'm coming in peace and i'm not going to be contributing to the delay of anybody else resolving and tony said do they know who created the portals and are the portals wherever you want to call them are they specifically designed to enable other universes to evolve is that their purpose and ralph responded the all created the intergalactic portals you call wormholes for the purpose of evolving humanity's consciousness in the spirit of unity. Although our universes are separate, we share commonalities and we are destined to help each other. And I said, is the purpose of their last incarnation universe to share that with all other universes and that the other question you had, are other universes the same? Are they different? And Ralph said, The purpose of our last incarnation universe is to resolve. Only some of us have contracted to share this information with your current universe's consciousness. And also we continue to do that with some people in future stages of your humanity's universe. All universes are similar, the same in evolving consciousness, but with some differences in the finer details. 
The grander scale is that humanity's purpose is set to evolve, and that is the commonality shared between universes. And Tony said, is it safe to use the portal to travel to other universes? Is it dangerous to use the portal to go to unknown universes? And Ralph responded, if you astral travel with the intention of peace, it is safe. If you tried to physically travel to this universe that is now bodiless, it would be unsafe. You would disintegrate. If you travel to our universe with an energy of fear, you may find that all you see here is fear, a mere reflection of your own internal reality. So that's the difference between physically and astrally traveling as well. So physically it's not safe, but astrally it's safe as, as long as you ensure that you come with intentions of peace. And I said, how do you, Ralph, uh, resolve your past life stuff through the process that you can see? How does it resolve? How does it heal? Is it merely through conversation or are there other healings that need to happen or processes that need to happen between two people or are there people in their universe helping other people like we do to resolve these things or is it merely through interactions that they're having between each other, the contracts? How do the contracts work that people have? Do they communicate with people on the other side? And Ralph responded, Past lives are resolved when, during a conversation, the giver of their reality is sharing with another. The receiver sees and validates all that the giver is sharing because they can see what has led them to that point. They mention this, what they see, but it goes deeper than that. They have an incredible empathetic understanding. Looking at the person, as it were, as if it was them. They feel compassion for this person. This person represents how they feel about themselves. If they feel pity, the receiver is not resolved. If they feel empathy and understanding and love, they are resolved and they give this energy to the person sharing. They emit it from their vibrational frequency. The person sharing either receives it and also feels that for themselves, or they can reject it and choose to not resolve that particular issue at that time. They may require more time to re-experience and share with others before they are ready and at a place of self-forgiveness, self-love. Also, the other element at play here is the person sharing being able to accept the other person who is listening to them. Perhaps the receiver has shared some of their experience and this has been judged by the giver. They are then not resolved with the mirror, the reflection that the receiver is also reflecting back to the giver. So there are two levels. As I mentioned to you previously, this can be done in groups. Group work is very popular here. Now, this might sound relatively simple, an exchange, but it's also very powerful. How one feels about themselves and others is everything here. It's the feelings that are paramount. The contracts of previous lives play a big part. Often in the sharing, that is how the contracts are uncovered and understood and resolved. And yes, we communicate with people on the other side that have passed, as I previously mentioned. Well, some of us, and not from your universe, they don't hang here. They are tied to your universe karmically. 
So only those from our universe who have previously passed are here. That is one big difference between our bodiless form here too. If we are in the middle world on passing, but not having gone to the light as yet, we cannot transverse universes. We don't have the freedom to do that. No one does. So that was the end of that chapter. See, there's lots more information when you go back in and ask the questions. <laughs> um, and then I've just got the last chapter 10, which is called Enough for Now. Um, the last conversation that I have with Ralph on that in this chapter, which was on the 3rd of May, 2018, conversation number eight. So I say, okay, so I know it's been a few days since our last conversation. However, I have been very aware of your presence. On the 29th of April, 2018, I was at the Discovery Expo Festival filming and had a wonderful spiritual guide artist by the name of Sarah channel through the energy that I felt coming in from you that is now the cover of this book. During the, that time, I felt very impacted by the energy and was shaking internally from my solar plexus to my feet. I felt like the higher vibrational energy and information you had brought me over the past couple of weeks was being integrated into my whole body on a whole new level. To get a visual of the energy was huge for me as all I, could, all I see was the blackness of nothing and some moving energy. But I feel she captured how that energy looked even more and to see it in physical sight made it even more real. I realized the power of using the arts to channel through these high vibrational frequencies really amplifies them on the physical plane. And Ralph said, yes, it certainly does, and rightly so, as you are in physical form. Today when you were speaking with Tony about whether he had followed up checking in with me and he responded that he had not but received information in the form that you had, this is a perfect example of educating others that how we receive information and energy is different for people and at different times too. You are receiving the energy of our conversations in a whole different form with Sarah. When Sarah was channeling through the energy, it was you, not a spiritual guide in physical form that she was drawing. It was you, the physical being you could see on the artwork. It was the galactic energy that she drew above the diamond that was representative of what our consciousness brings from my universe. There was a meeting of energies in the middle of the diamond. It was also channeling and streaming through into you. It was no mistake that you had just witnessed a diamond activation by Regida at the festival an hour before your channeled artwork. It came together in perfect synchronicity to affirm and validate your experience. It's no mistake that the people who connected with you at the festival came to you. It was no mistake the people who did not, did not. You are correct in saying that the people who do not hang around you, nay, are repelled by you, are to be congratulated. They are living their own vibration and being authentic to do that. That is not a criticism of you, nor is it a condemnation of themselves. They are honouring the precise and perfect measure of vibration they need to be activated in their own consciousness. It's not always about how you do it, what you have to offer others that makes it valid. It's about them, their needs, their required learning and their unique journey. Once we all get this, we will no longer take anything personally. Hmm. 
I said, yes, and I feel a little shaky right now. It is permeating more through me now as I'm writing this, typing this directly from our conversation. Also, I have been feeling small heat areas on my body, like a warm hand is pressing on me or grabbing me. Is that you? It's like a localized hotspot on different parts of my body. Then it goes away. It's happened a few times over the past few days. Ralph said, you're becoming even more sensitive. Remember that warm hug I gave you after the first couple of conversations. It was like an all-body warmth. Yes, that is me making myself known to you, that you are now able to physically feel that warmth. Even when we are not in conversation, I'm still communicating with you. And I said, do particular areas mean something? I remember once was on my right forearm and now I felt it on my left hip, just a little warm spot. I've never felt that before so randomly. Ralph said, I'm glad you asked. I don't like to nag, but sometimes humanity requires repetition before they notice. And as you've been very focused and preoccupied with filming and and work over the past few days, I was reaching out to communicate with you in other ways. By the way, your focus has been spiritualized. I wasn't trying to interfere with that. Mm. I said, okay, I get it. And it totally fits in with what we are talking about right now, which is that spirit connects with us in different ways. It validates that to get our attention I still don't know what it means, though, and would appreciate clarification. Is there a specific message related? And Ralph said, you also had two pain areas, right? One on the right temple, and it went away, then on left. That was last night. I said, correct. Weird, sharp pains, and then they totally went away. I never, ever get that. It's like these are pains or warm sensations that are odd, never before experienced or anything like that, except a few times if I've had the warm sensation on my arm not on my hip or localized warmth on parts of my body though. And Ralph said, okay, allow me to explain. The warm parts on your arm and me trying to get your attention, a bit like a tap on the shoulder. If this happens, just stop, take a moment and we can have a chat. I have important information. It will get through some other way, through something someone else does or says, but I am offering you a shortcut and I know how much you love a good short shortcut. I said, okay, that makes sense. And also the fact that this was the only feeling that I'd had repeat It helps me realize you were reaching out to give me a shortcut. Sweet. And Ralph said, the hip today was to trigger your memory of a conversation you had with Jean Sheehan recently when you were interviewing her for High Vibe Hunter TV and you pulled one of her medical intuition cards and you got the pelvis card. Remember? I said, of course. And it was all about assimilation. And we're talking about assimilation of energy. I also got the skin card as well, which is about absorbing, absorption and assimilation. It couldn't be more relevant or validating for the very conversation we are having. Wow, it makes sense and is somewhat prophetic as to what was about to happen. Even though we filmed the episode a couple of months ago, we only published the episode the week that you and I first consciously connected. Bingo. And Ralph said, okay, you've got the message loud and clear. Well done. And I said, sure have. Phew. I understand that the information is one thing, absorbing it, then actually assimilating it and integrating it into my whole body is another And that coincides with a lot of what Tony has been going through as well. Makes so much sense. Ralph said, shall we move to the temple area now? I said, yes, the pain in my temples, albeit brief, I was wondering what the hell was going on. Ralph said, there is another load of information about to come through. This was a warning in a good way. It will be balanced. It will come through the right brain and then go through to the left. Ah, so I'm being prepared. Yes, that's why I wanted to speak to you today. I know we've so far covered validating your sensation experiences. That's really great, but that's not the actual huge download you're being prepared for. Okay. 
I'm feeling wobbly in my tummy and a sprinkle of energetic madness at the base of my spine. Ralph said, understandable that you're nervous. It's a compliment to the energy about to stream through. And I said, okay, I understand you're preparing me. I am excited. I will just take a quick break and return. Ralph said, okay, I'll be waiting. I had a quick loo and water break and felt refreshed and really anticipated the next installment of my conversation with Ralph. And I said, okay, I'm ready. Not at all sure of what you're going to tell me, but completely open. Ralph said, this one is really important. Not a lot of people will get it, but it must be communicated to you. I said, okay, I'm listening. Ralph said, this is about why we become guides, how this exists, what motivates us, how it all works for us in our humanity, how it's different from ascended masters or in the angelic realm. And I said, as you were talking, I just got a localized hotspot at the front of my left ear. Ralph said, well, I did say it would go in through your right brain, which relates to your left side. To your left side. And I said, oh, that makes sense. I'm listening to this new information. And Ralph said, yes, hotspots, when they are not from the toxic injection of energy are actually helpful in acetating messages being communicated. I said, ah, oh, make, make sense. And go on about this new information. And Ralph said, well, it's more important that you realize to become a guide whilst still in human form, well, not physically, in, in my world, we can only do so much in our realm. We may have run out of contracts between those in our realm and have only got contracts outside of our realm. This is best explained in this way. Standard contracts and universal contracts. Standard contracts are created within the same universe. Universal contracts are created to serve the greater evolving consciousness of humanity. They are necessary and go beyond personal growth or resolving. Universal contracts are diverse. They are not simply explained. However, we have covered some of the more common forms that we can take to fulfill these contracts. For instance, we can take form in inanimate objects. You can feel us when you hold something, like a rock, crystal, or even a piece of jewellery. You can feel us as a presence. You can sense us in nature. But the less obvious form we take is in the shadows of your consciousness. We may guide you, as I did for several years, but you didn't know it was me. I had only had your best intentions at heart, and of course you knew that. You had distinguished how to tell the difference between lower or higher guidance, thanks to Archangel Michael. However, it is only when we want to show ourselves do we show ourselves. And I mean this in whatever form. It can be as you hear me or as you feel me or as in your friend's case, she hears my breath. It can be that your husband is able to get a greater sense of peace and relaxation when he concentrates on my energy. Then later, this filters down into his conscious mind through his clear cognizance or aha moments. We're here for a reason. This is not for self-gain at all. We are here in your universe for the greater evolution of consciousness. Most of us are completely resolved, yet we must remain in the realm of bodiless form and maintain a sense of peace. To help others to continue to resolve in part, but also to be of a service to the greater expanse of the universe. For instance, we may not have any more karmic ties to resolve with another in our bodiless universe. We may be completely resolved, but we have contracts to fulfill on a grander scale with helping others to resolve. And also, as in the instance with us, to help you communicate this important information. You have been well-placed and well-positioned right now 
with all the people and communication streams you need to continue to get the messages that I have communicated to you out there into the greater conscious awareness stream. And I said, I see, this means a great deal. You're doing everything you do from a place of freedom. Free will still exists. Hmm. Ralph said, yes, indeed. And also from a place of, and at that moment, I couldn't continue to type. A great wave of warmth hit me. It enveloped my whole body. I completely couldn't think at all. It was the most peaceful feeling. I really got what it felt like to be that at peace, to be in that much freedom that it also connects us to others. I don't know what Ralph was going to say next, but I felt it. Perhaps he felt and understood and perhaps all the barriers to his reality and my reality were broken. Was I experiencing his reality? And I said, well, I lost it. Well, I lost hearing you. I was overtaken by a huge warm blanket of peace. It totally wiped my mind. Ralph said, I told you, you would take it in through the right brain. (laughs) I said, wow, I feel that pain right now. Ralph said, yes, it's a feeling. It's not inside the box. It's an experience completely outside the box. One cannot explain it. One must experience it to understand. And I said, I understood it to a point and then wham, it hit me. And Ralph said, on some level, this means something more to me than anything ever has. It's hard to describe. What you experienced was a feeling of overwhelming gratitude of me being understood. We don't seek to be understood. We are beyond that. But on some level, being understood still has an impact still has validation. I feel that welled up inside me. I want to communicate more, but I too lost my words. I said, this is amazing. You know, it must be so hard to describe, but I can't undo the fact I now understand you. And also now I understand how it feels to be understood. (laughs) Ralph said, we spend so many hours helping without the attachment or expectation to be understood, but it is a fundamental need and it does not go unnoticed or unfelt just because we don't have this expectation. And I said, no, of course not. You still feel. That's endless, right? Ralph said, yes, that's what makes us human. That and consciousness of ourselves as singular and interconnected beings. And I said, I'm dying to hear what you were going to say next, though. Can you attempt to describe it for me in words? And Ralph said, well, free will still exists. We are also aware of our contracts. Remember I told you that? Well, when you hear contracts, you perhaps view that like a legally binding contract. It is not so. These contracts, the universal ones, are the greatest gift to us than you could imagine. Remember I told you how we feel every time we see someone resolve an issue? It's such a joyful feeling. Well, being a catalyst for that on a grander scale feels even more amazing. To know that we can be the catalyst for so many of you being activated and to save you from the endless pit of depression of unresolved business is an incredible feeling. We know that our contracts at this level serve a purpose way beyond ourselves. We know that these contracts also assist our world to resolve as well. As I mentioned before, some of our crew here depart to live in your world for a time, and they create karmic ties, and they create a prolonged experience as we serve your world with these universal contracts. They then serve our world. And I said, I'm seeing the last incarnation of all universes finally catch up with each other. It was a vision that made so much sense. I saw that the very last incarnation of the very last souls were all in bodiless form and that each universe at that point were helping each other get across the line to resolving the very point of unity consciousness, multi 
universal consciousness. No one gets left out ever. Ralph said, you see correctly. I said, wow, that's mammoth. A lot to take in. (laughs) Ralph said, hence the headache. (laughs) I said, great sense of humor, Ralph. Good one. Ralph said, you felt it again during the last bit. I said, yes. Is that the last bit of the information for now? Ralph said, yes, for now. Go chill out. I said, I will. Thank you again. And I meant it. Thank you. Ralph said, thanks for your understanding. A first for me. I went and had some lunch and a good break. I didn't allow myself to think about it and just chilled out and watched some TV and I ate some warming soup and relaxed. I knew, though, that it wasn't the end of the messages for today. I read over all that I had channeled and it was really big. I felt like something had happened that doesn't happen very often in this universe. Ah, that pain again now as I type. I'm going in. I said, hey, I'm back. Ralph said, back for more conscious torture. I said, very funny. I do know that the only way to rid myself of this occasional sharp pain is to allow the information to come through. I'm really getting this connection now. Ralph said, it's important information today. The body doesn't want to hold it back all in one place. It wants to disperse it through your body. And I said, I just can't imagine what could be more important than what you just shared with me, really. What could it be? And Ralph said, well, just wanting to thank you so much for understanding the bigger picture of why we choose to be guides. And I wanted to expand on why we're different from ascended masters and angelic beings. It needs to be clarified. Ah, that is big. And Ralph said, yes, that big. Some people think that ascended masters or the angelic realm have been incarnated human beings. However, it's the other way around. They have been ascended masters and angelic beings and then have chosen to have a human experience. However, their concentrated archetypal energy exists before and beyond the human physical form. They are striving to educate in one concentrated stream of consciousness. That is their purpose. They are very focused. We are focusing on the integration of all these streams of energy. The energy that they bring exists within us all as an individual and collective species within one and across the universe. So we are all the labyrinth. We seek to assist this interconnectedness to become actualized and conscious. It already exists, yet it is the job of each human to become conscious of all the interconnectedness with these concentrated higher vibrational frequencies. I said, wow, that's different. I understand it, though. It makes a lot of sense. And that you mentioned that in the example of Jesus, that each universe has the Christ consciousness incarnate. So that's a good example then. We all have to have that Christ experience to connect to that consciousness. Ralph said, yes, exactly. So these higher vibrational beings are always in existence in each moment. Right now, you have a plethora of these vibrations at your feet, at your disposal. They never, ever go away. I said, it's like I'm a kid in a candy store, but haven't turned the light on to every section of the shop. (laughs) Ralph said, well, you have, but many others haven't. And I said, we can choose to access any and all higher vibrational frequencies at any given moment. It's up to us. Ralph said, you turn the light on. Yeah, I said, we flick the switch, but it's already there. Ralph said, exactly. And I said, and the angelic realm works in the same way? Ralph said, yes. They serve different functions that are specific. You know about these. You've already written about them. And I said, yes. I remember in Making Light Work, my first book, I tuned into their specific jobs. Ralph said, and you know that you cannot unlearn what you've learned. However, as a human being, you cannot consciously access it all at any given moment, but you can access what you need. In order to access what you need, you need to know what it is you're lacking. 
And I said, hence the darkness, the shadow is required to open us to the light. Russ said, exactly. I said, I get it. So our job as humans is to firstly recognize what we need, secondly, want to access it, free will, and thirdly, access it. And the final step is to integrate it all. And Russ said, exactly. And I said, so the difference between me and you is that we are not really any different at all. You are more aware, of course, of what you have integrated and what is yet to be integrated, but we are both the same in what our purpose is what humanity's purpose is. And Ralph said, yes. And we are not that different when it all boils down to it. Yes, we may have life purposes that appear different from time to time, but they all serve the greater purpose. Humanity doesn't realise it, but it is serving the greater purpose of humanity all the time, whether it knows it or not. I said, yes, because before things are integrated, they are unconscious. So when someone is behaving unconscious towards us, our learning is how we reconcile that part of ourselves and we are at peace with that. And Ralph said, hence why shadow work is so important in the integration of humanity. And I said, both the dark and light aspects matter. We need to access and integrate the light. We also need to understand and integrate the shadow. And Ralph said, and if you only do one, you become out of balance. If you only integrated the darker aspects of your nature without help from the higher vibrations, there would not be proper integration. There may be inquisitive investigation of the shadow, but you could get led astray, as is the nature of lower vibrational frequencies to keep us distracted. And I said, and if we only focused on integrating the lighter aspects of all the higher frequencies, but feared our shadow or unconscious bits, we would be living a cover-up, a lie. And Ralph said, we would merely be hiding some of ourselves in shame. And I said, now I don't have the pain, but I just felt like the corner of my right forehead was bulging out. What was that? And Ralph said, your mind is expanding, literally, and this is reflecting back in your right hemisphere. I said, far out. And Ralph said, I know, the physical body is pretty amazing. And I said, now I feel that it has moved. I feel the corner of my right eyebrow to eye near my nose and in the middle of my forehead is really activated and my right earlobe is throbbing slightly. Ralph said, there are many activations at play, just enjoy it. And I said, okay, so it's all part of the same thing? And Ralph said, most definitely, it's clearing all your chakras, third eye, ear, now your throat. Yeah, yeah, I feel that, like a huge lump in my throat, wowza. I stopped for a second to take a drink of water and catch my breath. And I said, I feel that this is enough information for a book. Do I need to write anymore? And Ralph said, there is more to tell you. You have some conversations with others to record. But apart from that, I think the world has just enough information to absorb and assimilate, don't you? And I said, yes, I do. I wasn't sure how long the book would be, but I feel it's definitely enough for most to read and take in. You're right. So, yeah, huge chapter. Um, I'm really excited to share this information with you. Obviously, as I'm reading it, I haven't read it for five years, but as I'm reading it back, I'm realizing how much that, you know, this information needs to be out there and needs to be shared and that there are so many of us that are ready to understand and assimilate that now, even though like this is like 2023 um, and that was five years ago now. It doesn't feel like five years. It It just feels like yesterday that I wrote it uh, as I'm reading that and I'm 
re-educated on the intricacies of how the world and the universe works and how much the unity principle is at play with this. Um, We have so much as individuals to take accountability for. That is for absolute sure. But ultimately, when our universe reaches that bodiless form and we're just helping each other, we're all in this together, folks, and I feel a real sense of um, wonder about that and gratitude and joy, and I feel that we're doing our part to educate ourselves and to just share the knowledge with other people. This is what what happens, and the more we delay, we just, you know, also serve the delay for other people. So the best thing we can do is um, love each other and embrace our mirror, embrace our light, embrace our shadow, um, understand it, um, and work towards embracing the mirror of each other and finding the gift of every situation and every interaction we have as soon as we can so that nothing doesn't matter, everything matters, um, and to not hide in shame that, that we are okay with our imperfections and that that is the actual journey is um, continually working on um, becoming more accountable, more responsible, more understanding, more integrated, um, more aware, more loving, more compassionate to ourselves and to others. And I'm really excited to wrap up this season and have covered all the topics that we've covered that have taken us to the shadows and to, across the, the the dark topics and the tough topics to talk about so that we can actually really make a change, not to shy away from those conversations and interfere, but to say, no, we can bring the light to all conversations. Thanks again for joining me for this season. I look forward to the next season, whenever that may be. Um, as I said, I'm doing some extended travel towards the end of this year and I'm not sure if I'll be doing any Uh, enlightened conversation seasons while I'm away but I will look forward to in whatever form having communication and contact with you moving forward once again thanks everyone bye for now from myself and Ralph